Welcome back to a brand new episode of We Taught Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb, alongside, as always, my partner in crime, Sasha Transnistria, which apparently is a small sliver of land between Ukraine and Moldova. We'll talk about them more later. But Sasha, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a good week. It's not often that we can say that. Uh, I'm actually feeling really good this week. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Usually, I have a question. Usually, it's, you know, interesting or thought-provoking, much like Notch's questions were in the past. Um, although, one time, you did ask us, what plant would you be? And I'm, I've am i never been in an, enough of an altered state to answer that question accurately. So, we did one from one of our listeners, um, asked us questions on our Patreon, um, $3 a month, you can join our Slack channel. Talked about Minnesota United games and also going down around the world of soccer and also asked us questions. Um, so first question this week comes from Eric. Which fictional character from a book or movie would you like to be for one day? Do you have an answer? Yeah, I do. Um, I could not think of a book character who just spends their time sitting on a beach because that <laughs> wouldn't be a very interesting plot. Uh, but I, I do love nature, and so my answer, I'll quickly go through them because they're all three, and they all have to do with nature, would be either the character from My Side of the Mountain, which is a 12-year-old boy who goes out into the Catskills Mountains and learns to survive off the land, and he becomes a falconer. He gets his own wild peregrine falcon, which has its own book later, or a red tail falcon, one of the two. I absolutely love that aspect. Or it'd either be Aragorn or <laughs> Mary from Lord of the Rings. Mary naturally... One of the troublemakers played by um, oh uh, Dominic something. Dominic Monaghan yes. yes yeah thank you uh, who was also in Lost um, and then of course Aragorn the Ranger I mean if you know the lore his bloodline he has an extended lifespan but he you know he tries to kind of stay hidden from it for such a long time and just enjoys being out in the wilderness I thought that would be such a for just a day if I just have to survive it for a day it'd be a wonderful day to be Aragorn or Pippin. Or, sorry, or Mary. Uh, Mary, naturally, I would just be getting into trouble and smoking pipe weed with my <laughs> with my friends. So, Sasha, you didn't just do that. You know that, right? <laughs> I can just go out in nature and like just and steal people's uh, vegetables. Yeah, and smoke weed. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. smoke weed. <laughs> it's true. Just don't get caught by any wizards yeah. or police. You know, there are people who like fighting when they go in LARP. I uh, I like to sit on the sidelines and smoke weed. <laughs> Don't mind me, man. I'm just a hobbit. <laughs> cool fake sword, though. <laughs> uh, I still don't really. Do you, I just don't really have an answer for that. I, it's hard because I don't know. Like the easiest answer would be like, "Oh, I'd be Spider-Man," because that's fucking. That dope. was actually. I thought about that. Yeah. Uh, I just got a Marvel comic delivered yesterday too. <laughs> I. But yeah. One of my favorite series, um, just like fantasy or kind of like that, is uh, the Percy Jackson series. So those books are good. Those they hold up actually. Yeah, for young, (laughs) for how young they start out. Like they did, they turn the age. Like there's a first five that are kind of like middle to early high, basically middle school. Then Mm -hmm. the next five are a lot thicker, more high school. But I still reread them pretty often they're really good so yeah be percy jackson son of poseidon just like chilling on a beach and swimming real good you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah maybe find some monsters but i'm really good at it so who cares 
That's as close to as like hanging out on a beach that I can get. Is also being the son of the god of the sea. (laughs) Yes. Having the magical powers and the blessing of, yeah, uh, a mythical... One of of the Pantheon characters is your father. That's That's pretty... And he's also considered one of the strongest. Yeah, one of the three strongest. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're actually making like a Netflix series based on that. Did I just blow your mind? No, but like I don't want to go off the rails on this, but everybody who's listening, watch Star Wars Visions. It is the anthology anthology that's similar to Love, Death, and Robots or the Animatrix, uh, but it's on Disney+. Plus. The first episode will blow you away. Lucy Liu, Neil Patrick Harris, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There's a whole bunch of voice actors that they got to do this. So. Nice. Anyway, yeah, you, you mentioning Netflix made me think of that. It's on D- Disney+, Plus, right? Yeah. For a second there, I'm like, guys... I thought, you, I thought you were going to say, guys, watch the Percy Jackson movies. Like, no, I do not do that. They're <laughs> terrible and awful. And not even Loden Lerman or, oh, what's her name? Alexander Daddario could save them. <laughs> nope. No. But they're, like, they're actually doing a series that Rick Riordan is like, writing the series, which is great. Which is more than he did on the movies. So if you enjoy those books, watch out for those that Netflix series coming out hopefully soon. There's no real way to move on from this because we don't have any Greek players, which would have been great. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Do we have any sweet... Finnish kind of Scandinavian? Son of Thor, Robin Lude? Yeah, Yuka Rattila. Yeah, Yuka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's... Well, son of the Finnish soccer god, Robin Lude. How's that? Um, <laughs> Minnesota... Beat Houston once again, two nothing. Uh, the Dylan Wal- Wolpers derby ends once again in defeat for Dylan Wolpers. Will he ever win? Who knows? But he gets older every <laughs> single time. So happy eight hundredth birthday, Dylan. He'll he'll look a day over twenty seven. <laughs> um, so the last game, I think it was against, was it L A where we scored in the fifth minute. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I was there in the stands. I turned to my wife and went, man, I didn't remember scoring this early before. And then Robin Lude must have heard me. He scored within the first minute. A beautiful pass by uh, Franco Fartapane. We are, we have always been a out of the gates quickly team now. We aren't one to sit on our low, <laughs> we laurels. We have always been now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, this has always but, been our identity. Yeah. Very recently. All, all, so, yeah, let me rephrase that. All season we have been a team that comes out quickly and presses high, and we haven't been scoring goals because we haven't had our goal scorers. Well, Reynoso and Lude came back, and instantly it makes everybody else look better. Yeah, I don't know what else like to say. We've had Houston's number all season. When we have our our A team, we play well and score early. Yeah, uh, great pass again by Franco Fardapane. Um, our second goal came from Ethan Finley, which was his 50th career MLS goal. Congrats to him. Uh, apparently in training today, they got him a jer- jersey that says 50 on the back and his name on the back, and then the entire team signed it. So that's pretty cool. Um, weird goal to have as your 50th, though. <laughs> yeah, the turn and shoot. Uh, but it gets in. It, it hits two players two RSL players takes a deflection and then also the keeper tries to save it Ochoa who had a oh no not, sorry not Ochoa 
Um, yeah, we're playing Houston. That's, yeah, I was thinking ourselves. Anyway, Houston keeper, you know, isn't able to save it either, but touches it. Yeah, the, a defender like kicked it out of the goal, but it had already crossed the line. And speaking of Ochoa, he has a much worse day than the Houston goalkeeper did. Um, I, I tend to agree with Heath's comments at the end of this game, which I usually don't, but we really didn't play that well. Like, if it wasn't for Tyler Miller, this would have been a much nervier game. But that dude stood on his head, and he won't win it, but he, he should be getting some MLS goalkeeper of the year buzz I think Matt Turner still has it locked up but I mean with his performances recently minus the game against Kansas City he's been really good I agree I think he deserves man of the match because he did keep the clean shit he saved it there were some very scary shots in this game and that makes me worried when we face better teams in the west right but I will I will side with you and not criticize Heath. I think he he had the right you know, the right take on this game. Yeah, he he was correct in his evaluation of his team. Yeah. The question uh, is how does he adjust for the next game, which is if you listen to this probably tonight? Does DC United away? Mm-hmm. Always to the travel, probably the one of the farthest we so almost the farthest we traveled. We're not playing California teams, but I don't know. Maybe it's equidistant, but never easy to go to a team for the first time all season. Well, in two seasons on the road, um, that's what they're doing at DC United, who won their last game in pretty convincing fashion, four two against Cincinnati. Yeah, so. I mean, we're both coming off of beating teams that were pretty low in each of our conferences. I think we play our play our game, right? We we've gotten two wins. Just got to believe that we can we can score early and hopefully keep a lead. That's a DC is a much bigger threat than Houston. Yeah, I would agree and, with that as well. Yeah, um, we, but I think we could also beat them four zero. I think like Finley deserved to brace this game. He got denied it by the post. He beat the keeper with that second shot. And Lude also could have had a brace where he hit the side of the net in the first half, so it could have easily been 4-0 too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, goals change games whenever they're scored. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if Finley is scoring that third goal or Lude scored that third goal, mm-hmm. who knows if Houston even... They just might try to do damage control and bunter. I don't know. Um, we have one more question this week. This one comes from Chris. He asks... Who on the Loons would be the best signing for a different MLS team? Who would be the worst? In terms of fit, play style, not taking any contract information into account. Now, I have, I have a best. I, okay. I have to think of the worst, but I'll start off with the best if you still want to think about this. Mm-hmm. I think Tabasi would do fantastically with <laughs> Austin. You stole mine. Same team, too? Uh, Austin was the one I was thinking, but I was actually going to say Houston because they also needed a good defender who has like they need a savant defender, and that's what Debassi is. They, they need a calming presence in the back line. Yeah. Like we didn't really have that in Minnesota until Ikopara came, and like Mike, uh, Mike. <laughs> I'm not in that terms of Bocci, but when Bocci finally adjusted to the MLS, and we probably learned a lot from Ikopara as well. Because that those two together were 
a fucking force. Um, but Debassi tend to be that would be a great signing for Austin. Be that calming presence on their back line. There's so many goals that are scored against them that are just like scrambles that the defense either doesn't clear right away or just fucks up immensely. So yeah, Debassi, he he'd probably be a starter on most um, most MLS teams. I would say maybe not Nashville. Their defense is really solid, but yeah, he would just step in on most places and just bring that calming presence. It's not to say that Boxy would be a worse fit. He's just he's just he's Minnesota through and through now. He can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I got a backup option, and this will fit into what we're going to talk about later. But Will Trap would be a good signing for RSL. Because they currently don't have anybody in the defense who can stop a counterattack. And Will Trap knows when to do commit a tactical foul. He's pr- typically pretty good at it. And he's also good at regaining possession and starting a solid, you know, offensive, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a solid attack of their own. So they're currently 7 and 7th after this week. And they need somebody in midfield who knows what the fuck to do when you're getting blitzed. Yeah, they have a Beckerman sized <laughs> hole in the midfield. <laughs> And a Beckerman sized like uh, dreadlocks hole. Even his hair can't like cover up that patch. <laughs> his former hair. I always have to bring it up. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> um, as far as worst, this is tough. I don't. I haven't watched as much MLS as I usually do this year. Mm-hmm. I felt like I watched more last year because there, there was nothing else to do, honestly. And I'd probably say. I'd probably say Lude in like a team like Columbus. They seem a lot faster. They already have a lot of attacking weapons, so he'd kind of be redundant. Um, he doesn't have that much pace. He's a good finisher, but would he get... Like, Jossie's up top. They have Santos and Zilarion, and would he even get on the field enough to make a difference? Who knows? But I feel like he fits our style a lot better. Kind of more passing, possession-based. Well, this year at least, Columbus has been get down the pitch as fast as possible, try to break them, beat the defense down there, and get a goal. I went worse than Robin Lude for a player. I would say Fernando Adi. It just... No, sorry, not Fernando Adi. My bad. Juan Agudelo. Juan Agudelo at just about any other team. <laughs> I don't I don't like okay, okay, here I'll put the scenario. Even if Agudelo goes to Cincinnati, they don't do better this season. Which <laughs> no, no, you're which, right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so I'm sorry Agudelo, but dude, like you don't impress me much. I I tried to get like Stay on like starters. <laughs> like also, I just thrown out there. Reynoso wouldn't be done in a lot of teams either because they already have solid tens. Yeah, he oh, he'd be amazing at LAFC though. Oh, they would support a shield again. Oh, he would team. unlocking uh, <laughs> just flanked by Vela, Rossi, and Rodriguez, and then just Reynoso pulling the string. Oh my god, I can't even that. Yep. But then they'd still lose to Seattle just like we did. Uh and, and yep. that they did before us and Bob Bradley would be we are the curse of, of the West is now Seattle. It's like you can win the supporter shield, you can have an all star team, but Amazon money. 
<laughs> Amazon in your hometown running things. An accountant. Yeah. Writing on the sideline. That's that's really what yeah, where really all the decisions is. are made. Yeah. Yeah. We know some quick local news, also soccer related, of course. Um, Minneapolis City SC are joining USL League Two next year. So they announced that I think on Friday. Um, they had been in NYSA and NPSL previously. Um, they will still be in those competitions, just with their us uh, like they have development teams. So like NPSL, they'll still have like Minneapolis City Two. If I remember correctly, and yep. then there are development teams which are all around the cities, which are <laughs> we'll get into it in, shortly here, but make me as a Loons fan very jealous of what they've been doing in the cities for the youth soccer players in Minneapolis and St. Paul, and it's just awesome what they're doing. They definitely earned this bitter bitter lead. Um, they've been kind of dominating the NPSL recently um and they probably still will with their, with their second team so congrats to them congrats to everyone over there um go buy their merch you can find that online it's it's one of the best kits this side of the mississippi i say that because florida madison's the other side and they're also really good <laughs> um so we wanted to talk about this we talked about this when we we're taking notes um I have it here written in the notes academy shit. Yeah. Basically, Sasha, we talk, we talked about player paths to MLS. Yeah. Not just overseas for US players, but to an MLS starting spot. Yeah. Right now, if you go to ussoccertalent.com, this, that's the source for all the MLS academies, and you click on Minnesota United, they will redirect you to tryouts for other teams like Austin, Red Bulls, Columbus Crew, Houston Dynamo, or the closest one geographically, the Youth Combine for Chicago Fire. But Chicago Fire themselves said your ability to get part of the academy completely relies on scouting, getting scouted. And it is very hard to do when you are not already playing for a professional team or for a, uh, you know, a team that plays regularly. So, with the promotion of Minneapolis City SC, it's another avenue for players locally to potentially get scouted and get part, get in with that the US uh, USL affiliate of the, each MLS team, and from there get into the MLS t- first team or part of the roster. That's sadly the route you have to go to right now if you are over eighteen. If you are somewhere in the twelve to eighteen, nineteen year eight year old range. Not many options here in Minnesota. You're either going to college. You have to go one to, to one of the big colleges like Wake Forest, like uh, Stanford, UK, UCLA, a couple others that we mentioned that you mentioned when we were talking. Yeah, uh, Akron usually pretty good. Um, Oregon State, where Sonny Dotson graduated from, mm-hmm. usually big contingent of. I mean, Notre Dame and a lot of East Coast teams, um, Indiana. Um, Virginia Tech, UNC, and Marshall, I guess, now because they just won the championship last year. But there's there's no D1 men's team in Minnesota, which is already a detriment. There's no MLS Academy. The closest thing you have is through Minneapolis City. Yep. 
and they're doing wonders with for those yeah. young players, which is great. But yeah. there needs to be another step after that. Mm-hmm. And currently, they do have Minneapolis City does have a player, former player in MLS, currently on the Supporter Shields, probably going to win it. Supporter Shield winning, not officially yet, but they will. Uh, New England Revolution and just made his like one hundredth appearance for them. Uh, Brandon By. And there's going to be more in the future. I'm calling it right now. There's going to be more players who have gone through USL, whether it's at League 2 with Minneapolis City or League 1 at Ford Madison. They're going to make that jump, hopefully, to MLS or to overseas. And we've talked about this before as well, that players like Matthew Hopp, who is now at Mallorca, but got his, but kind of broke out in the Bundesliga with Schalke. Who had heard of him before he stored a hat trick in the Bundesliga? <laughs> he had kind of fallen through the tracks in California. Yeah. And that's a lot because California is one of the states that probably has the best avenues for both men and women to come up. LA Galaxy has academies for, you know, starting at U12 or U14 for the women's all the way up. You know, uh, even and Washington as well. Like, you can go through, Sounders have their academy and their their USL affiliate for uh, Seattle too, or T- Tacoma Defiance now, and then the the Rain have their academies. They recruit, and you can come up. Like, we are in this desert for for pathways for talented players, and there are plenty of pl- talented players here in the cities. Well, and Minneapolis City SC is recruiting kids from St. Thomas and from Augsburg. And if, yeah, local kids, kids who like grew up in St. Paul and Minneapolis and from around the state, you know, Apple Valley and, and so forth. So I'm glad that we finally have some place for these kids to hopefully have a platform. You know, I hope Minneapolis gets more spotlight. So people are like, hey, come scout our players. Come look at this, like the, the gold we have here that has been overlooked because they had nowhere else to play. Yeah. Mr. United did have an academy. Um, they were doing well playing overseas in tournaments. And I think after the pandemic hit, they're like, no more. And now those players either are like just cut loose and have to find somewhere else. A lot of them, some of them did find other MLS academies to go to. I know there's one for sure who's playing for the Philadelphia Union Academy, one of the best in the nation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see these players probably in a five, six years. Oh, hey, this guy's playing for Philadelphia. He's pretty good. He's the one from their academy. Where he's oh he's oh he's from St. Paul. Why doesn't he, oh that because he we abandoned our academy. Cool, that's great. It's just it's putting a cap on the future of this team. The future profits because you can sell those players overseas if they do develop really well, and a cap on the talent that's coming through. So it's we need an academy. We need a. Uh, we need a free academy to get anyone who is can get there on merit and talent to get into that academy. And we need to play those players against other academy teams from around the world, like we were doing, although back then it was paid, which was dumb. But I, I don't know what they're going to do with the academy. It's, it's been a shit show ever since we've been in MLS. So should we just move on to MLS now? Yeah, I I don't want to go on another. Another mm-hmm. <laughs> time is just berating mm-hmm. Manny Lagos, which we've done that 
multiple times in this podcast in the past. Um, yeah. For some news from Cincinnati, uh, they have fired Yapstam. No, Yapstam, who was their coach since I think the last season. Maybe I don't know. They've had three coaches in three years, which is bad. And we do give Heath a lot of crap and wonder why he's not under more scrutiny sometimes. But there is something to be said about his stability. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually a good thing. I mean, I thought Toronto had the wood spoon award in the bag, but I guess that competition competition is heating up. Uh, Cincinnati really wants to be back-to-back winners. Back-to-back-to-back <laughs> to back to back winners. Back-to-back-to-back. Back to, Jesus um, Christ. They also don't have a GM. He got fired early this season. They haven't replaced him yet. I wonder if they're going to bring in a GM. They'll probably bring in a GM before a head coach. Um, remember they had Alan Cock, who was there at USL days and then was fired pretty soon after their, their debut in MLS because they were so bad. And then Ron Jans was dismissed from the club for using racial slurs during practice. And Yapstam, who didn't build this build this roster, was fired for poor results. And, I mean, he did his best, man. That roster was was not built well. Let's just put it that way. No, it was not. And uh I feel I feel sorry for them, but I also I'm interested to see what the dynamic like what MLS will do to try to rescue this team or if they're gonna just try to like throw a blanket over it as they have been and try to like, ignore it. Well <laughs> it's not like they're in they're gonna fold or anything. They're not no. Shivas, they're not Tim Bay Mutiny, they're not the Miami Fusion. They're still selling lots of tickets at their brand new stadium. It's just at some point that success off the pitch of building that stadium and having all those tickets sold needs to transform into something that looks like a competent football team on the pitch, you know? Yeah. You would think that would help. But I mean, this season's kind of a wash. They'll probably get a GM in the off season, probably get a coach in the off season. No no need to rush it, honestly. Who knows? Maybe uh, Bob Bradley will be available, but <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Let's move on to another team who's looking for a coach. Yep, and he's one bad because they just <laughs> lost six one to Portland. It's Salt Lake City. Portland two goals in the first half, four in the second. Um, yep. David Ochoa not having a good time in goal. <laughs> Oh man, you love to see it. Uh, <laughs> this definitely, this definitely backs up our our conversation last week about the fact that Freddy Juarez got out before it got even worse. He dodged this horrible loss of a bullet. Um, yeah, first goal, it's a goal we've seen multiple times and across the league. Lucas Mora makes a run to the box and he connects with the cross. He is the 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 stealthy rogue in in forward right he like he somehow always loses his mark and always finds the right position he has the 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 forward foresight ability right but that is, is so coveted for forwards um portland looked crazy dangerous they might be the most 
I, I know I like to say, like, oh, this team looks like the most dangerous. I would not want to face them. And thankfully, we don't in our next nine games. We do not face them for the rest of the season. Oh, we beat God. them twice this year in June and July when they looked like trash. <laughs> and now we don't have to we don't have to deal with them. Most, uh, but they were, yeah. Most liked in comedy, in soccer, timing <laughs> is everything. <laughs> it is. And getting hot right at the end of the season is, and make a statement like this, is pretty effective and powerful there were moments early this season where you and i were wondering if geo savarisa would still be in the job at the end of the season and yeah he will and he's thanking god for it because after the sixth goal he crossed himself yeah he made the sign of the cross twice i rewatched it just to make sure i wasn't like imagining this i was like what is this guy the godfather did he put a hit out on this on this rsl team yeah, which is understandable they're yeah and they killed them on television Nine one one. I'd like to report a murder <laughs> in Providence Park. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. He's already dead. Jeff, um, yeah. Jimmy Chara and Diego Chara, fourth pair of brothers in MLS to each assist the other in goal in a goal. Yep. Uh, so uh, Jimmy or Diego had assisted Jimmy earlier this season. Jimmy repa- uh, repaid the favor for RSL's fourth goal. Um, Kind of a crazy pass too. He makes a very long pass into open space for uh, Diego, who, who makes the run and gets it like, top of the box, puts it away. Who doesn't get forward very often? So <laughs> yeah, he's a tr- pretty traditional number six in mo- in most games. To see him that far forward on the pitch was shocking. And then he like good finish too. It's like oh, yeah. maybe he should go forward more often. Who knows? Yeah. Don't tell him that though. <laughs> Moving on to San Jose at LAFC. Uh, San Jose beats the Bradleys 2 to nothing, uh, making that bald head sweat even more profusely. Like he just ate a big bowl of chili. Yeah. And he's sweating pretty quickly, pretty early, because Benji Kikanovic, hopefully I'm saying that right, scored in the third minute to get San Jose ahead. Uh, Javier Eduardo Lopez scored the second goal in the 47th. And... I was talking about in our Slack channel that I thought LFC would win, but an episode would help us. San Jose came through. They take the three points. And that keeps LFC out of the playoff position. And also means that there is now... It also maintains the four-point gap above them uh, for us. Um, so now there are there are multiple teams with 33 points uh, in MLS. They are LFC in eighth, Vancouver in ninth, but they have a game in hand in San Jose after this game are in tenth with 33 po- points. I'm thinking one of them will knock RSL out of the seventh place playoff spot. I and I honestly think it's going to be Vancouver. Ooh, I think it's going to be San, San Jose. That's that, I think that is that's also yeah. San Jose did make the cut last year. I think they'll get uh, in there. Yeah, they, they as of late have been looking a lot better, at least than they were at the beginning of the season. I think signing Abbasi really helped open up their offense. Um, their their man marching still baffles me why they just still do it, but. It's been working recently. So, good for them. Go Earthquakes or whatever. Um, another upset coming up in the West. Austin beats the Galaxy 2 to nothing, which helps us out a lot, but also makes that win against the Galaxy. Like, was that a good win? Or, like, <laughs> are they just terrible now? And we, we had talked about Greg Vanny. Like, oh, man, Greg Vanny signing in the season. He's been so good for Galaxy. What, what is happening? 
the West is a is a crazy Bronco that you can never never quite figure out. Uh, the, the the last place team beating the current fourth place team, you know, a, a team coached by Greg Vanny, as you said, it's a mystery. But I'm okay with it because it means their goal differential stays goes to negative five. We put them at negative three. We we are now we're positive finally, and they're oh, nice. maintaining negative. So we are. We have a game in hand with being in sixth place. Uh, we can jump potentially up to fourth. I think the best we could do this year is fourth. But oh yeah, for we sure. win this, we're not going yeah. any higher than fourth. <laughs> no, we win this game against DC. We're uh, we're tied on point. We jump LA Galaxy. We're tied on points with Portland, uh, but we're we'll be behind them on wins. So, and Austin really haven't been that bad at home. They're pretty diabolical away from home, but haven't been terrible. This is I'm surprised they've got a shutout because their defense has been really bad, but good for them. Maybe they can build on this in the future. Yeah. Hopefully not too much. Yeah. I think we'd play them soon. So yeah. Regress, regress, fall back. Yeah. Um Colorado draws Toronto nil nil. Um Toronto again, bottom of the east at this point. Colorado Supposedly one of the best teams in the West, but kind of have, having a little wobble in form. Yeah, I hope this isn't a complete burnout because I've seen it happen. Uh, it, it typically happens to Dallas, and it's happened to Seattle way back in before 2014. Um, but they've gotten four draws in a row, three of them at home, and they also had another draw prior to that against SKC out of five games. That's a lot of points to draw to drop, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I hope they turn it around because I'm actually kind of, it's kind of rooting for them to be the dark horse, and to prevent SKC and Seattle from winning another Western Conference. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, well, yeah. Speaking, um, of, we do speaking of the oh, Devils. Oh yeah, we do yeah. play them at home on the 10th of October. Yeah. So they could they just return their to their form after that game? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of the Devils, Kansas City lost to Seattle two to one. <laughs> Uh, rolled on and Bruin with the goals for Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Roldan, yeah, Roldan's goal comes from assist from Brad Smith, who is the 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 flash over on the left hand side. Right, he's he's been doing this to every freaking team. Is that nobody seems to to be able to stop him when he's he starts running the little bullet train that he is. Uh, and he you know he has great great control so. <laughs> Whenever I'm watching like the Seattle game, they always say former Liverpool player Brad Smith, but he never played for Liverpool. He <laughs> no. was there. He was never there. Played for Liverpool. <laughs> like, calm down. Uh, well, Bruin continues scoring. He's he's been doing good as a, as a second man. He scored against Lyon in extra time, even though they lost three two. Uh, this goal was kind of kind of funny. Rui Diaz like steals the ball and then he makes Tim Melia flop like a puppet as he juggles it over his head. Will Bruin then heads the ball and hits the post and goes in. It was just it's a fun little goal to watch. Nice. Yeah. Well, you're even happier. We talked about a Seattle win, a Minnesota win in this podcast. Well, Sasha Roman Premier League, the North London Derby edition, Arsenal three, Tottenham one. Yes, London is red. I woke up to see the score and I was so happy. Uh, mostly because then you know your coach's job is safe if you can win this. If you can win this game, you're safe for a while. You got you got some breathing room. Um, uh, I was also especially happy to see uh, who was on the score sheet 
mostly Saka scoring the third goal. He also got assist against this in this game for the first goal to Smith Rowe. Just yeah, beautifully wonderful, talented player we've talked about on here. They they looked really good on the counterattack. Um, goals from Smith Rowe, Aubameyang, and Bakayo Saka, and. I couldn't figure out why, but Emil Smith Rowe fucking bothers me. I just watched him on the pitch. Like, good player, whatever. But I figured it out in the second half. It's because he wears his socks, like, bunched up around his ankles. He doesn't pull him high like, you know, a normal person would. And it's just, it's just really infuriating. Like, dude, just pull up your socks. You look weird having shown all that leg. Just pull your socks up. But, I mean, he, he played really well, I guess, is the most more important thing, or whatever. Um... Human Son uh, pulled them back late for Tottenham, but they were just awful. Overrun the midfield the entire game. Um, after the game, Nuno Sa- uh, Espirito Sanchez said that he had a plan, but he couldn't implement it. Which I didn't really see that they had a plan whatsoever, except for be bad and not try. Um, Harry Kane also looks really bad. I mean, he probably should have scored at least one in this game. He had a header that went wide in the first half, and then he tried to chip the keeper, uh, Aaron Ramsdale, um, in the second half, but it went just wide as well. You expect him to finish those. If if you were to make a documentary about either of these teams right now, you could title it, uh, We Had a Plan But Could It Implement It? <laughs> uh. any, any last thoughts on the North London... Derby, uh, I, I, it's just a breath of relief, and that's all. You're, you're currently above Tottenham <laughs> in the table now, which after the first three games they were on top, and you're at <laughs> square at the bottom. Now I think you're tenth, and they're eleventh, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, the team on top now, though <laughs> Liverpool tied Brentford three to three. And I don't want to talk about this game too much. But I got a text from a uh, former guest host and friend of the pod, Shane. He texted me before the game, wow, Liverpool have only given a one, one goal this season? This is his fault. He jinxed them. I blame every, I blame him. It's his fault. Yeah. Anyway, it was uh, apparently a really fun game to watch, but I wasn't able to. Um, moving on to the Champions League. <laughs> Liverpool 5, Porto 1. Watch the goals in this game. Porto's goalkeeper, I don't know what he's doing on three of them. To be honest with you, it's it's really bad. But uh, Salah, I think, scored his like sixth straight in a sixth straight straight game. Mane scored his fourth goal against Porto <laughs> ever. So fun game, pretty easy win for Liverpool. Um, moving to Paris, uh, PSG two. Man City nil. Messi scored his first goal for PSG. Um, Interesting day. Opened the scoring, but Messi's goal was beautiful. And Man City losing always puts a smile on my face. Uh, <laughs> Dortmund won Sporting nil. Melan, um, Melan. I don't know. He's he's Dutch. I know that. Just Melan scores his first goal for Dortmund. Um, Really well worked goal that he kind of just p rolls into the lower corner past the goalkeeper. Um, AC Milan one, Atletico Madrid two. Luis Suarez the ninety seventh minute penalty to take all three points from a ten man AC Milan. 
Um, AC Milan <laughs> scored their first goal in front of a Champions League crowd at their home field since like 2006. It was, it's been a while. I don't have the right date, but it's been a long time. Um, Leipzig won Club Bruges 2. Um, the Belgian side with another win in their group. Um, poor Jesse Marsh and Leipzig, but <laughs> they'll be fine. I'm sure of it. No, the piece de resistance. The one game we're like, oh man, that's great. Cinderella mm-hmm. team won. Not so fast. Uh, Real Madrid at home one. Sheriff, uh, Tiraspol Sheriff, two. 87th minute winner for the team from Moldova, kind of. Um, and you're watching this like, oh man, that's the first time in the Champions League. They they beat Shakhtar 2-0 in the match they won. And they beat Real Madrid. What a great team. I'm going to support them. I'm going to give you some... Uh, just listen Just listen for the next like, couple minutes here. Um, Sheriff Tiraspol... Um, is not in Moldova. It is in the city of Tiraspol, which is the capital of Transnistria, which Sasha is named from. Um, mm-hmm. It's a small sliver of land between Moldova and Ukraine, um, but they do play in the Moldovan Premier League, and they just sweep up shop every single year. They're like if Bayern Munich joined PSG and moved to Moldova, but not really Moldova, <laughs> but just outside Moldova, and just destroyed the lead. Like, they're... Their teams with millions. The Moldovan teams are worth like thousands. And you're like, oh man, that's crazy. Is that all? No, it's not. Um, <laughs> Sheriff isn't just like, oh, that's their cops or whatever, which would be terrible. But it's actually a company that kind of runs things in the city. They pull different things: gas, grocery stores, um, like cable, like internet, like everything. This <laughs> company like runs in this city. You're like, oh man, that sounds pretty bad. Like Monopoly, how is it worse? You're like, yeah, yeah, it does. They're owned by two former KGB agents, and those, I don't think, I don't think I'm saying anything controversial here, but not the best people in the world. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, probably. Just look over my shoulder, make sure there's no Russian guys, and we're good. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, not the best people in the world, and they own <laughs> Sheriff Tiraspol, and yeah, it's their first time ever in the Champions League group stages. I don't think a lot of their roster is Moldovan at all. They did a lot of like sudden tier Brazilians and other nationalities to come in, um, and yeah, but they're playing really well. But are they the good guys? No. That being said, don't take this out on the coach or the players. They're having a great time. You didn't join in with their joy. But do know that the team is... The club isn't the best for the soccer world. Just to put yeah. it that way. There is no doubt that KGB is one of the most nefarious organizations, or were one of the most nefarious organizations in the history uh, of man. They, much like the FBI, would target their own citizens but unlike the fbi showed almost no restraint when they were willing to pull the trigger or uh make eliminate people with with, with whatever form they decided so you know it yeah. showed no restraint in pulling the trigger the dinosaur the winning goal <laughs> am i right <laughs> <laughs> bring it back bring it back oh god oh man okay <laughs> um 
Well, with that being said, Sasha, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? Do you want to let people on the hush-hush for now? <laughs> uh, you, you can find me on the dark web, but if you find me on the dark web, uh, then I'm, my cover's blown and, and I'm burned. <laughs> uh, so, no, you can, you can find me on Instagram at Alexander Sorsloth. Um, stay off the dark web, everybody. It's not a good place for anybody anybody's mental health. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All I know about the dark web is from Letterkenny. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can find me on, on Twitter at RealCalebFC. You can find me on Instagram at Caleb with a K. Um, find the podcast at TWO United Fans across all platforms. Um, special thanks to our lead, lead commissioner on Patreon. They did a shout out at the end of each episode. Uh, you can give us $20 a month and we are lead commissioner tier. So thank you, Eric. And what else? Oh, yes. Thanks to Tectonics for the produce of their song Lustless as our theme music. You can find them on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, anything, anything else? No. It's been a good week. All right. Shout out to Cindy Lee. Now on Dancing with the Stars, I guess. So vote for her if that's how that works. Um, gold medal, medal winner, though, most importantly. And as always, shout out to the mad villain. MF Doom, rest in peace, forever.